This is News 88.7 In-Depth. I'm Eddie Robinson. Texas is crisscrossed with miles of pipelines. Many end up in Houston and along the Gulf Coast. Now, with oil and gas production booming in Texas, new pipelines are needed. But getting permission to lay pipelines across private land may be getting tougher. The old arguments for giving pipeline companies that permission are changing. For example, can the companies still argue that pipelines benefit the public? Mose Bichel with KUT in Austin has been looking into that and other pipeline issues. We'll start with the one about public benefits. One of the ways I try to explain pipeline systems is to say this. This is James Mann. When you turn on your gas stove in the morning to cook breakfast, you are literally turning the last valve in a pipeline system that probably starts out in West Texas or South Texas. And if he's making pipelines sound indispensable, well, that's his job. He's a lobbyist for pipeline companies, and he's full of facts like this. It's safer to put everything in a pipeline than it is to put it in a truck or a rail car. He says that's why pipelines are so useful. It's also why they're essential to the state's oil and gas industry. And that's where the property rights issue comes in. Mann says pipeline companies need the power of eminent domain. That's the ability to buy people's land, whether they like it or not, so they can build this critical infrastructure. But it's an argument that may be getting harder to make as more oil and gas produced in the U.S. is going overseas instead of to American consumers. Like this Permian Highway pipeline. A very large percentage of that gas, if not all of it, will be for export. Chuck Lesniak is the former environmental officer for the city of Austin. and He serves on the U.S. Department of Transportation's Liquid Pipeline Advisory Committee. Where's the public good in that? Why should they have the right of eminent domain to be able to take people's land for the profits of their shareholders? Especially, he says, when the people living near the pipelines are the ones assuming the risk in the event of an accident. That brings us to our next question. It's about pipeline safety. Here, Lesniak agrees with the industry that pipelines are the safest options for moving fossil fuels. From a probability standpoint, it's a very low frequency risk profile. But the consequences are very, very high because when you do have an accident, it can be really catastrophic because of the very large volumes of product that are transported. That's why what pipelines transport matters. Can a pipeline switch what it carries? The answer there is yes. So I am now standing in southwest Austin in a quiet residential neighborhood, and I'm standing over the Longhorn Pipeline. If you don't live nearby, you probably don't even know it's there. It's kind of obvious it's here if you look at what we're looking at here, which is like a a highway of grass with a pipeline under it. This is Renee Hicks. He spent part of the 90s fighting this pipeline as a lawyer for landowners. Lesniak fought it too when he worked for the city. They both say it's a good example of how pipelines change over time. This line started carrying crude oil from west to east in the 1950s. Then in the mid-90s, it switched from being a crude oil line to what's called a hazardous liquids line, jet fuel, gasoline, things like that. It carried that stuff from east to west. Then it switched again to being a crude oil line from West Texas to the Gulf Coast. He says each time the pipeline's contents change, it brought new concerns for nearby residents. Once you have a pipeline in place, it's kind of hard to keep up with what's happening to it. 
That's Mose Bushell with our public radio partners in Austin. He'll have more reporting in coming months as he follows the progress of a pipeline proposed by Houston-based Kinder Morgan that would cross the Texas Hill Country. For News 88.7 In-Depth, I'm Eddie Robinson.